This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. Can you imagine paying thousands of dollars for your gamer apparel? Welcome into Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Coming up today on Checkpoint XP, we're going to check out Forbes 30 under 30 for gaming. We've got Nailed It and Failed It coming up today, plus 10 times publishers sabotage their own games and we're even going to talk about the new trailer for Free Guy. Those conversations ahead here today on Checkpoint XP. But we start today with Riot Games and Louis Vuitton. Their brand new crossover line has just been released. And I got to say, this is some high class fashion right here. Yeah, it, it really is. And for those who are unfamiliar. if, I, if yes, I can. Yes, yes. And as the connoisseur of all things bougie and luxury. That's right. On the show, I figured it'd be best if I lead this conversation. Our, our, res- our resident bougie expert, Norris, yeah, no, is right. going to take us through the new Louis Vuitton line. Now, for those of us not in the know, Louis Vuitton, are they the ones that do the shoes with the red on the bottom? That That's... No. No? <laughs> no. That's Christian Louboutin. Oh. Yes. Anyway. Uh, um, they sound a lot. Louboutin, <laughs> Louis Vuitton. No, Come on. listen. The whole point is that's why people just call them red bottoms because yeah, they can't right. pronounce it. <laughs> but the thing is, is Louis Vuitton partnered with Riot Games and in League of Legends in particular to make sort of a creative collaboration that's right. uh, partnership. And we saw that come to fruition uh, in the World Championships for League of Legends. Yes. Where they uh, showed off a trophy case for the World Championship Summoner's Cup. The gorgeous trophy case, by the way. So pretty. It's automated. It like it, it split into four, and then all the sides come down. There's no way that you could display this properly in a house without its own room. Yes. Right? Like, it is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen a very impressive trophy come out of. Yes. It, it is absolutely <laughs> amazing. And on top of that, they also did a custom skin for the champion Kiana in the game so you can actually rock Louis Vuitton in the game so it's it's pretty fly and a a lot of people thought that there may be something more coming but there hadn't been any announcements they just said there would be another uh, character skin in 2020 and that's all we knew and then out of nowhere just in time for the holiday season. Just in time. <laughs> what a coincidence. What a Uh Louis Vuitton announces an entire League of Legends line. It, they have over 30 products. Now here. that's wow. Re- that's really impressive. And and the thing is, is I, I've seen this happen. Uh, you know, with other apparel companies, right? You know, you'll have like uh, level up uh, uh, or insert coins mm-hmm. uh, clothing or Marvel mus- and Team Liquid did the jerseys, but it's they like only had four jerseys, three of them, I think. Oh, okay. Maybe they added a fourth, but not a lot. Exactly. Or like uh, the German company Muster Brand would team up uh, occasionally with different mm-hmm. video games and and do licensed products from their game or. That was just a handful. Yeah, exactly. There's usually a dozen. 30 items is very... That's a full line. It is a full collection, and this is the real deal, guys. This has been designed by Nicola uh, Gesquier. He's like their top designer. He's worked with Balenciaga. He's worked with a lot of fashion and luxury brands uh, Man, throughout the world. Man, how much longer did your Christmas list just get? <laughs> very long. Very, very long and expensive. <laughs> and so uh, just, just to break down some of the stuff that they have in this line, there's uh, shirts, 
jackets, a tracksuit, boots, sneakers, leggings, wow. skirts. There's a ton of accessories. I mean, you can outfit an entire week's wardrobe with this line. But it's only pretty amazing. One. But Just only one. But Just only one. one. A very expensive week, but one week. And uh, so, you know, at, they released everything. It, it looks amazing. Let me just put this out there. The stuff looks great. It does. I it have looks to, good. It really does. It looks fantastic. Now, I got a question, though, for you. Yes. Uh, because you're a bigger League of Legends fan than I am. Yes. Right? I've seen some of these items, but uh, as a League of Legends fan, can you look at these items and immediately tell this has been something that's inspired by League of Legends? Only a few. Only a okay. couple items do you, you know, they have, you know, the character on the shirt or something right, like right. that or on you know the accessory or whatever but most of this is is for is for the flex most of it like <laughs> i could see like Nate shot wearing a lot of this kind of stuff sure. you know folks like that people who own teams right you know what i mean those kind of guys they'll be wearing this stuff and it'll be aspirational for a lot of people um you know well, it, it, yeah but how does that make you feel from a a purely aesthetic standpoint right if if this is the league of legends louis vuitton collection and I can't immediately visually identify something out of there as coming from League of Legends. What's the difference between that and any other Louis item? Well, first of all, it's been announced in the partnership. So by buying it, I know. And that's the only person that matters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Louis Vuitton partnership with Riot Games here in just a moment. But first, it's time for Checkpoint XP's Close Shave of the Week. Stay close to the heat. Close shave. Turn out. on Checkpoint XP. And this week's close shave goes to American Tekken Pro Anakin. He was about to be eliminated from the World Tour Finals by Japan's Nobi, but pulled this one out of nowhere. Down two from Nobi. Betrayed. Betrayed. Anakin's got rage, though. He's got to get up. The oh, He's got a rage on. He's got to do the oh, rage on here. He's got God. a rage on. Anakin. Radiant's win for Anakin. Oh, my God. Anakin would come back and knock Nobi out of the bracket and finish fourth in the Tekken World Tour. Check out the Checkpoint XP Close Shave of the Week at our website, CheckpointXP.com. Don't go AFK on us. Follow, follow us online at CheckpointXP.com. All right, so continuing to talk about the Louis Vuitton Riot crossover line, we talked a lot about how these items look, who might be interested in them. They're but, fly, though. But there is a fundamental question that we have been skirting around, <laughs> and that is the issue of price. That's right. So I figure... You know, we have a show that we like to play here on TechPoint XP. That's right. Called Name That Price. Oh, very good. Yeah, so basically, I'm going to give you an item. You guys are going to try to guess without going over how much that item costs. Okay. All right. All right. I got so, this. price is right rules, guys. Mm-hmm. No going over. All right. Norris, uh, what are some of the items that you got All for right. us? All right. So, here we go. Number one, I am going to say the LV. LOL embroidered t-shirt dress. So it is a t-shirt that is long enough to, to be, be a dress. dress. Okay. Um, okay. And so we're gonna start with you. We're gonna start Super with bougie. you, Nate. So I'm gonna guess eight hundred dollars. All right, eight hundred dollars. You are crazy. 
300. 300, okay, all right. Uh, Mayor, you're here too, I guess. And by the uh, way, 300 is even crazy. <laughs> I would say that you could get a cheap pack of t-shirts for $15, so for an expensive one, 100. All right, what was yours, Nate? 500. 500, Nate gets it. It cost $2,010. Oh, wow. For I a think, t-shirt dress? I think, I think my bid was actually 800 but that's okay. Whatever, still, you still I won. won. For yes. a t-shirt dress? For a t-shirt dress. Oh, my dress. God. Oh. All right, so next up, we're going to have the LV, LOL, LV, Arc Light sneakers. Okay, hold on, hold on. All right, $10,000. <laughs> Hang on. Wait, is, is Louis Vuitton known for doing shoes? Yeah, they have shoes. Oh, okay, they do. Well, yeah, you and, said, and see, I, I know recently from the uh, uh, world, according to Jeff Goldblum, sneakers can be expensive, they so $10,000. All right, Robbie's going to say $10,000. Did you say Arc Light like they light up? No, no, no. <laughs> They're not L.A. Gears. LA, yes, L.A. Gear branded League of Legends. Uh, I would want that more, by the that's way. That's what I'm saying. $500? $500. Uh, shoes are notoriously expensive. I'm going to go with $1,500. $1,500. Well, I got to give it to Weird Beer because both you and Robbie have gone over. Oh, wow. They cost $1,140. Did he get that right with his poor guess? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is. Is this is anything made for people who can afford to play League of Legends? Because all of this seems Listen, expensive. A, a small country's worth of people play League of Legends. Yes, there is somebody who can afford this stuff. <laughs> One person. Yeah, yes. the, it's like it, like Norris had said. It's like the people who own teams. Yeah. These are the only people that are going to be. You're going to see this. Faker rocking these. That's, all right. See, that's who will wear them. And if Faker is rocking it, everybody wants it. Man, here's. The Here's my one of my favorite pieces oh I'm going to throw out there. Okay. All right. We're going to throw Ready out. Ready for it to be extra bougie. Actually, I'm going to switch it to my super favorite. <laughs> he has a favorite and I a, have a super, super favorite. favorite. Oh That's my right. God. The LVX LOL long hooded parka. How much does it cost? Weird beer. We're going to start with you. 3,000. All right, 3,000. Nate. Uh, that's a really good guess. I was actually thinking 3,000 in my head, so I'm going to go 3,100. 3,100. I'm going to go 3,101. 3,101, <laughs> and it goes to Robbie. Yes. The hooded parka costs $4,450. You are a scumbag, Robbie. <laughs> you play this game like a scumbag. We have one. We have time for one more. All right, we got time for one more, which is my favorite, not my super favorite. Great. Uh, the LVXLOL jogging pants. Oh, I think I'm going to get this for you for Christmas, so I hope it is $25. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. Definitely Just not. go. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm. You know what? My first guess: eight hundred dollars. All right. Based on what the long T-shirt was, I'm gonna go a thousand dollars. Ravi gets it sixteen hundred and ten dollars oh for the jogging pants. So if you totaled all of these items up, right? Like yes. everything in the collection, I what, wanted to buy all thirty. Yeah. Of them. What What would that run me? Fifteen transatlantic flights. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Listen, we want to hear from you. Round trip. What would you pay for some of this insane Louis Vuitton League of Legends swag? Connect with us on social media. That's Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And when you do, make sure you use the hashtag XP on air. Still ahead on Checkpoint XP, we're going to check out Forbes 30 under 30 list for gaming. Plus, we've still got nailed it and failed it ahead today and
Dan. We're going to break down the latest trailer for Free Guy. Those conversations ahead here today. But ahead next, we'll check in with Robbie over at the Checkpoint News Desk. The Tekken World Tour is wrapped up and we've got your results. Esports News is next here on Checkpoint XP. This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and Gaming Radio. CheckpointXP.com. The latest in esports news is right here on Checkpoint XP. Welcome back. I want to thank everyone listening on the Talk of Las Vegas, 7.20 a.m. as well as KJR 950 in Seattle, Washington. Still ahead on Checkpoint XP, we're going to check out Forbes' list of 30 under 30 for gaming. Plus, we're going to take a look at 10 times publishers sabotage their own games. Plus, we've got to talk about some movies coming out, including Free Guy and The way to be able to check out a brand new scene from the upcoming Star Wars films. Those conversations still ahead here on Checkpoint XP, but first... Oh my god! championships for the fighting game Tekken wrapped up over the weekend and Japan is back on top. After Korean and Pakistani players dominated the circuit in 2019, it was Japan's Chikurin who took home the lion's share of the $250,000 prize pool. Yeah, and we just heard from the close shave of the week some of that audio, and uh, it seemed like it was a really exciting tournament. It is. I mean, Tekken, especially in Tekken 7, it's found its way into being probably the most exciting fighting game to watch in all of the FGC. I think a lot of laymans uh, take a liking to Tekken 7 in particular, so it's had a really good year in 2019 and a 250k prize pool i think is indicative of that scene being really healthy and thriving so i'm very excited for what they have in store for 2020 i'm sorry i will take smash over tekken any day shut up dignitas (laughs) has been reportedly struggling to sign players after inking huni to a two-year extension those problems have all cleared up as they have announced official signings for aframu froggen and grig the last two of which dignitas even went so far as to buy out the remaining contracts they had with their previous teams. i mean this is cool and again dignitas formerly clutch gaming last season uh is a team that went all the way to the lcs third place game they played their way into the worlds into the group stages of worlds so this was not a team that i think needed to make massive changes but uh with the addition of Afro Moon Froggen and Greg, they get marginally better, but they did lose Cody Sun, who was a massive, massive help in bot lane. So, yeah, uh, I, I think they kind of don't move. I think it's a push. They are where they are. Overwatch Contenders is the Tier 2 league that serves to feed new talent into the Overwatch League. There seems to be a bit of a problem with Contenders as four Academy teams have dropped out of the 2020 season. Academy teams are those owned by the professional franchise teams in the Overwatch League proper. The teams that have dropped their academy spots are the San Francisco Shock, the New York Excelsior, the Florida Mayhem, and most recently, the Los Angeles Gladiators. Oh, man, that's not good. That's not good. It's not, man. It's really terrible, and I think Overwatch really needs to think very hard about what's happening to their Tier 2 of competition because if there's no pipeline of new talent, 
how do you sustain the league? Well, and it's so much more complicated because Blizzard has decided to personally oversee and manage every aspect of every league associated with quote, the Overwatch quote, brand. Personally look over. Well, right, but you don't have someone like an ESL or a DreamHack or someone stepping in to administer a lot of these tournaments. And take and that cost off of your hands, exa- too. Well, That's and I, and the they're, issue. They're putting so much focus on the Overwatch League yes. itself that contenders is kind of left to flounder, They're languishing, yes, exactly. They're they're neglected at the moment, and I think that it might behoove Blizzard to start looking at some of these management companies to come in and maybe oversee the administration of these tournaments. I don't know. I'm all for crazy video game crossovers, but this one might take the cake as Snoop Dogg is set <laughs> to join the announcer's desk in NHL 20. And also, <laughs> what? He'll also be available to earn as a player. Now, he's no stranger to esports scene or the hockey scene as he's actually joined the Los Angeles Kings announcer desk for a game before. I did not know that. I, neither did yeah. I. I think that's absolutely amazing. That, it, I think it's awesome. I just, you know, I I maybe selfishly accepted, uh, you know, expected like the NBA or NFL, like NHL just kind of came out of nowhere. Hey, listen, I mean, black, little, hey, yeah. black folks play hockey too, man. Where, <laughs> where the PK Subban? To that though, I'd like to now see him also added to NBA 2K20 to Madden. Put him in all the sports games. You know what? I would probably be okay with that. Genji Esports officially steps in the world of Counter-Strike Global Offensive, and they do so with the former core members of Cloud9. Genji announced their current roster of Automatic, Daps, and Kusta on Twitter, stating that the other two spots would be revealed in the weeks to come. So, I, these are some pretty aggressive pickups. Uh, Weirdbeard, you're our resident CSGO expert. What do you make of these? Uh, Daps is a great player. He's played for uh, Team Liquid, Optic Gaming, and NRG. Uh, so he's been around for a while, as well as Kusta. Kusta played for uh, Ghost Gaming, but he's been in a bunch of majors. And Automatic actually has won one of the majors himself. Oh, wow. So um, I'm reserved. I'm reserving judgment to see exactly kind of how it pans out. Um, but it's it's in total. So Renegades in total opposition of what of what Renegades did, where they picked up an entire team. I'm interested to see if they pick up three, you know, main stars and fill out the rest. How it's going to go? Uh, can someone maybe check in on Cloud Nine? Right, like their Overwatch, <laughs> uh, 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 London's Pitfire release, basically their whole roster, whole new people in League of Legends. They had their whole team snipe. Now they've Genji's picked up their entire core roster. I'm a little worried, guys. Yeah. And another big step forward for esports in the mainstream, the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences announced recently that a new sports Emmy category will be added. For outstanding esports coverage, the award will recognize the craft behind the delivery of coverage and presentation of competitive, organized video gaming to the viewer during a championship or final event. I mean, I this think is this great. is a big deal. This is a big deal. We've seen firsthand how much production effort goes into these leagues. And I have to say, acknowledging the work that goes in behind the scenes is so, so important. So I think that this is a great addition. So who wins? That's a really, really oh, tough man. question. Mm. I have to, you know what? Here, I, w- I will say this. I have to know the nominees. Yeah. Before I can tell you who I'm going to say it's Worlds. I don't care. It's Worlds. That's all for the Checkpoint XP Esports Gaming Update. For more, head on over to our website. 
head on over to our web- <laughs> website, website, guys. Website. <laughs> that's CheckpointXP.com. Uh, that's an interesting British accent that you <laughs> slipped into. Why did you slide over to our website? <laughs> Why don't you? Are you uh, junk right now? <laughs> well, I'd be Australian. But. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Robbie, for the update. Uh, despite their esports scene being around 15 years ahead of the rest of the world, even South Korea has their own set of problems when it comes to unfair esports contracts. It's actually so serious that the Free Trade Commission is getting involved. Yes, they basically pledged to comb through the relevant regulations and examine all contracts, and uh, they're basically taking this this preliminary inspection of Korean esports, or the Korean Esports Association, uh, KESPA. They're looking at their standard contracts. So this isn't even like a one-off type stuff. This, this is pretty ingrained, and this came out uh, uh, last October when someone had blown the whistle on a League of Legends pro team, uh, Griffin's former coach, uh, Kim Dae-ho of the team, uh, he had mentioned that there's these really lopsided uh, contracts for players, such as if you want to terminate your contract early, you have to pay what you would have made that entire year double in under six months. And any tournament or competition winnings you get, you don't get any of that. That goes to the organization, and then they decide how much to pay you. That's first of all. Wow. That's absolutely ridiculous, and that is not at all how it would work in any Western country or America. So here, not that it's much better here. I mean, look at what TV is going. It, through it's right true, now. but that, again, that's different because that is a content creation contract. We're talking about esports athletic contracts and the way an athletic contract would work in the United States is you would sign on for X amount of years maybe there would be guaranteed money up front so no matter what you would be guaranteed that money just for joining the team Correct. there could be a signing bonus involved and then there could be performance bonuses but Korea has had a you know a, a culture of being the first and therefore I think a lot of this is remnants of how things used to be and it just never got updated to as the as the scene grew. You know, that's a really important point because uh, Korea is about 15 years ahead of the rest of the world in setting up their uh, their esports scene and and having it being taken seriously from a cultural perspective. Well, and they even have Be- KESPA, which is an organization, yes. an association that's supposed to, you know, watch after uh, the oversight. Committee. Exactly. But by being the first one to the table, they have also probably, I'm just guessing, I don't know for sure, but they have probably got some really bad habits, yeah. right? Like, if you're the first one there and you're flying mostly under the radar There's until no it becomes... check you. Exactly. There is no check or balance against your power and what you can leverage against these kids. Yeah, and in the case of the Griffin coach, I mean, this was a major scandal because after he whistle blew on this particular contract, uh, he was released from the team. This was all going on right before uh, the World Championships went down. It was a major scandal in Korean esports. And so... This was something that, you know, you saw the chips falling, you saw the dominoes falling, and this is where we end up. And I think something has to change, especially as we see more investment from Europe and from the West and from America, where a lot of esports professionals from Korea are just going to decide to go elsewhere. And that is not what the Korean scene wants. Well, and at least it doesn't look like anyone's planning to to, to fight against this. Uh, uh, Kespa has basically mentioned, you, you know, that they're looking into it, anything that needs to be revised that they're willing to do. So it sucks that it's existed like this for as long as it has, but hopefully it works itself out so that these players are in better condition. Yeah, let's hope that everyone follows through on what they say they're going 
thing to do because, of course, whenever this comes to light, you get a lot of people paying it lip service. Oh, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to do the right thing. And then you check up on it in six months and the problem still exists. So we'll see if it'll be rectified. But uh, I do think that there's going to need to be some international pressure applied for, you know, organizations like Kespa to really take this seriously and not just kind of, you know, slap on the wrist sort of thing. Listen, we want to hear from you. How serious do you think this issue is? Do you think that, you know, uh, player contracts in Korea need to be investigated? Connect with us on social media. That's Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And when you do, make sure you use the hashtag XP on air. Still ahead on Checkpoint XP, we got to take a look at a brand new movie coming out featuring Ryan Reynolds called Free Guy, where he just basically plays an NPC. Uh, We'll talk about that coming up here on Checkpoint XP. But ahead next, we got to look at Forbes 30 under 30 for gaming. There are some familiar faces here. Plus, we're going to talk about 10 times that publishers sabotage their own game. Stick around. That's ahead next on Checkpoint XP. This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. Forbes has released their gaming 30 under 30. Can you guess the names on that list? Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I want to thank everyone listening out in Indiana on 1220 and 97.9 WSLM in Salem and WSBT 960 in South Bend. It's episode 150. Yes, it is. It is episode 150. So uh, make sure that you drop us a line on social media. That's Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram and congratulate us on 150 episodes. So Forbes put out their list of 30 under 30 and they do this all the time for, you know, general like business and stuff like this. But they've also done a specifically gaming 30 under 30. And this is not the first time that they've done this, right? That's correct. That's correct. Uh, But this year, there's some notable names on there uh, that that are well, in in some cases, even under 20. I'm going to go through some of the bigger names here. Of course, Uh, Kyle Booga Gearsdorf uh, made it on there. I mean, of course, the, the Fortnite champion, the world champion of the most popular game on planet Earth. Well, then, who who, who then was be- 16 at the time That's with, right. that he and, won. And, and became for a while like the face of esports. I mean, he was, as far as I'm aware, the first esports star to uh, uh, appear on Jimmy Kimmel. I yeah. think that it was. He was on Fallon, too. That, yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, we also have on there Nicole LaPointe Jameson, CEO of Evil Geniuses, who the, are having a, uh, set to have a pretty big year. Listen, they're having a big return year this year, and uh, I would definitely say that Nicole deserves to be on this list hands down. If it was just for what they've done in League alone. Right. But their return to CSGO as well has been absolutely Monstrous. lights out. So hats off to her as well. Absolutely. Everyone's favorite fighting game champion uh, Dominique Sonic Fox McLean. Come on. Listen, if there's one personality, if there's one person who I want to go, hey man, who's the guy? Esports, who is that? Sonic Fox. Listen, I'm not a huge fan of furries, but Sonic Fox... 
I would gladly give he him a hug. He is the only person to make furries like kind of socially acceptable. Weirdly, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because this is, I mean, like, if you don't know what furries are, uh, you're going to have to Google that one. I don't think I can explain it on the radio. But if if you really need to know, uh, just consult Google. But the thing is, is that they are not necessarily... Uh, well respected. Yeah. Uh, or, he's, he's literally America's favorite friend. Yeah, he's America. That's a, that is a wonderful title and one that I think that he would accept uh, gladly. Yep. And then the other one that I wanted to spotlight here was Solil Wheeler, otherwise known as Ewok. She is a four- from Phase Clan. She yes. is a fourteen-year-old deaf streamer that blew up this past year and was the third person I think that Mixer picked up in their exclusive little streamer war deal. Yeah. Uh, big deal there. And uh, as I had mentioned, a member of FaZe Clan, who is also having a monster year. They've seen growth like they haven't seen before. So See, Call of Duty team now? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would absolutely say that this this is a very well-represented list of, uh, of, also, of folks in gaming. And yeah. on top of that, there's plenty of developers and people who mm-hmm. work behind the scenes in the industry who made that list. So hats off to Forrest for actually noticing this industry as well. From the high highs to the low lows. Turn it up. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. All right, it's time for Nailed It and Failed It. This week's Nailed It goes to uh, one of our favorites, Rick Fox, who held a 24-hour charity stream to benefit the Bahamas Relief Foundation. He was joined by big names such as Faker and Tyler One, and at one point even received a 10 thousand dollar donation from riot that brought him to tears see if i wasn't so tired i could fight off all these emotions (laughs) but you got me riot impact fund you got me all of you have got me you get tired and you can't you can't prevent yourself you can't hold your that just brings such a smile to my face the stream ended up raising over 60 thousand dollars stick around because next hour we're going to find out who failed it and as always you can find nailed it and failed it over at a website checkpointxp.com this is checkpoint xp esports and gaming radio checkpointxp.com you know we like lists here at checkpoint xp and we love them this one particularly got my attention <laughs> yeah so we have a list of the of the top 10 times publishers sabotage their own game this list is brought to us <laughs> by what culture and i'd just like to preface this by saying ea is on here four times <laughs> not, i am not surprised so the first one here is actually the most recent one uh ea spoiled the big ending reveal for jedi fallen order in a recent thanksgiving day and, ad. and listen because we got sense we're yeah. not gonna tell you we're what not that, gonna spoil what, it what, what that is but in a ad that came out after the game was released. It was like two weeks uh, like after two the game. two weeks yeah. after the game was released, which is still very well within spoiler Especially window. Especially during the holiday season. And during the holiday season, so there are a lot of people who don't have the game yet. And they put the spot up in the NFL on, on uh, you know, Turkey Day proper. Yeah. So many eyeballs so are looking stupid. at that TV. We also have Warner Brothers forcing microtransitions into, or sorry, microtransactions into Shadow of War. I want to know what a, 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 a microtransition is. What's a microtransition? Yeah. 
was a misspeaking, okay? Microtransactions. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking anyway, about. Anyway, is that when you hit the little bumper music really quickly? It's I think a microtransaction. That, that's, okay, that's, that's cool. exactly but what it anyway, is. But anyway, um, I play Shadow of War, and the microtransactions in that game are absolutely stupid and unnecessary. Make no sense. And they make no sense. And it, I thought about uninstalling the game, mm-hmm. but they took them out. Yep. Better than microaggressions. Yeah. <laughs> EA again, uh, releasing Titanfall 2 between 2017's biggest shooters. That was Call of Duty and Battlefield. By the way, uh, Titanfall 2 is currently available for free for any members who are uh, PS Plus. Yep. Uh, and, and 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 again, it's still a great game, but you're right. Sandwiching it right between two of the biggest releases of 2017 was a... That was basically the death of that series. Everything about Battlefield 2's launch, EA again. E- listen, EA... <laughs> EA is the Roger Federer of shooting the game in its foot. Wow. Like, straight up. But Battlefront, if you are unfamiliar, Battlefront was a, a shooter game that was based in the Star Wars universe that definitely, definitely had a terrible launch. People boycotted that yep. game. Uh, Activision cutting Black Ops 4's campaign mode out. Yeah, that was dumb. That was bad. EA on here again, forcing every studio to use the Frostbite engine. That led to so many bugs across so many of their games. It was the major uh, detriment behind Mass. Mass Effect Andromeda being what it was. Honestly, this feels like a bad cable company. Like, they're just, no matter yes. what they do, you're still going to buy their stuff. It's still there. You there know you what, go. though? But I'm not, I'm not going to totally fault them for the frostbite thing because on paper, that's something that makes sense. We're going to unify our engines. I get it. Assassin's Creed Unity's Bug Kills Syndicate. Okay, yeah, this was Yeah, bad. that was this really was, dumb. This so wasn't bad. even a game I knew about. It was so bad. No, honest- Assassin's Creed Unity is Terrible. Yeah, they could have fixed this. They could have gotten out ahead of it because it was the same bugs. The Mafia series gets overshadowed by Rockstar and Take Two Interactive. GTA and Red Dead were just superior games and, and played it's, essentially the same. Just in different see, I don't know periods. if that's sabotage though. They yeah. tried to copy and they didn't do it as good. I don't know if that's sabotage. Yeah, they just got drowned out by the competition. I don't know that that was self sabotage. Ubisoft homogenizing all of their franchises into just giant open world adventure games. Yeah, that sounds about right. But I think that that's more of an industry trend than necessarily something yeah. that Ubisoft themselves are doing. It's, it's like what happened with fighting games. There was a gen that did that. So, I mean, that happens. All right. Well, listen, we want to hear from you. What do you think deserves to go on this list? Can you name a game that's self-sabotaged? Connect with us on social media. That's Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And when you do, use the hashtag XP on air. Still ahead on Checkpoint XP, we'll check in with Robbie over at the Checkpoint News Desk and get a gaming news update. That's ahead in the next hour of Checkpoint XP. This is Checkpoint XP, eSports and gaming radio. Hey, this is Joe with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest eSports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. The major eSports leagues are currently on break, but they'll be back in early 2020. Call of Duty League is set to debut on January 24th, while the Overwatch League returns on February the 8th. December will play host to the Capcom Cup, bringing the world's best Street Fighter players together. That event will run from December 13th through the 15th in Los Angeles. December 13th through the 15th will also play host to the DreamHack Open in Sevilla, welcoming CSGO players from around the world. Wrapping up the eSports year will be Epicenter 2019 in Moscow. That'll be running from December 17th through the 22nd. As we get into the new year, Dota 2 will welcome us back off the holiday break with DreamHack League Season 13 running from January 18th through the 26th. And Battle Royales are actually on an extended holiday break. They'll be returning to action with DreamHack Anaheim that starts in mid-February. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website. That's over at CheckpointXP.com. 
This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. If you want to see the latest piece of Rise of Skywalker before it hits theaters, there's only one place to see it, and that's in Fortnite. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I want to thank everyone listening out in Colorado on ESPN Denver 1600, 104.3 The Fan, as well as Extra Sports 1300 in Colorado Springs. You've been asking for it, and it's finally here. Checkpoint XP merch is officially available. We've got shirts, hats, hoodies, and mugs for Checkpoint XP, the other identity, and low team damage. Plus, we've got a brand new shirt and hoodie that's available for a limited time this holiday season. Make sure you check it out at our website, CheckpointXP.com slash shop. Fortnite, one of the largest games in the entire world, has brokered probably the coolest in-game activation that I can remember seeing in a long, long time. And they've had a few of them as well. On December 14th at 2 p.m. Eastern, if you want to see the latest snippet from Rise of Skywalker, then guess what? You've got to go to the Risky Reels drive-in in in (laughs) Fortnite to be able to see it. Now, that is really crazy. It, it also, on the little promotional image, it says, with J.J. Abrams. So in some capacity, J.J. Abrams is going to be there as well. Did you guys ever think, when you started seeing stories about Second Life and the weird brand activations that would happen inside of that world, that it would end up having such a big impact on video games overall. I mean, I think it is, and I think you bring up a good point, is that Second Life was a, like one of the first sort of multiplayer online environments. Yeah. I don't want to call it a game. No, 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 because they said, come here and do your TED Talk, which is bizarre. <laughs> yeah, so it was really weird, but I think stuff like what Fortnite has done in the past with their activations owes a lot to something like Second Life. Absolutely. But for me, you know, I, I look at this one in particular as just weird. It's just weird and it doesn't sound fun to me. <laughs> now, this is not the first time that Fortnite has done an activation yeah. like this. Uh, they had uh, the first live virtual concert with uh, the DJ Marshmallow. He played a live set. That sounds um, fun. They, they've had the Thanos gauntlet. That was fun. I played that. There were balloons on sewers for it. They not did Stranger so fun. Things teleporters. That's right. Stranger Things and that the was, Upside Down. That's cool. There's a lot of really cool branded content that they've done with Fortnite, but this is, I think, next level because everyone has got Star Wars fever right now. Everyone is so excited for this last movie to be coming out uh, at the end of December, and so any anywhere that you can get an exclusive, anywhere that you can get a scene that hasn't seen the light of day, like there are organizations crawling all over each other to get that kind of exclusive. Here, here's, I think, where the big thing's going to come from, right? Because I don't play Fortnite. I'd love to see this, but I'm not signing up and jumping into Fortnite to do so. If it sh- if they plan on showing it like on Twitter or YouTube, or if I can find it somewhere afterwards, no big loss to me. But if this only exists in this game or on the screen when you see it, that's masterclass. I that am is sh- masterclass. I am sure someone is going to be streaming on Twitch yeah. and that they're, they're going to capture it. It will be viewable in some form. The much bigger question, too, is why Fortnite over anything else? It's the biggest game Ex- on planet Earth. Exactly. I don't think it's just that. I think the other reason to do it with Fortnite 
is that Fortnite has a malleable enough game where you can throw people into a specific game type for that, you know, that one instance, yeah. like they did with the Marshmallow it's, it's literally, concert. It'll be its own server. Exactly. But the, the thing that I think is more, that's more important, not only that it's the biggest game in the world, it's the fact that what is Fortnite's demo? Right. We talk about Star Wars, and we talk about how really the core demo has aged a little bit. And I think that it is important for them to make Star Wars kind of go back to its roots, if you will, of we want a bunch of kids to come see our movie yeah, because and that's what really Ewoks. sells tickets. <laughs> yeah, and without having to do it with Ewoks. Or Jar Jar Binks. How else do yeah. you do it? You do it with Fortnite. That's the hook. And it's a great hook. you got to give them that. The, the activation is, again, probably one of the smartest things that I've seen in the world of, you know, video game and traditional media crossovers. Yeah, forgive me. I'm old. It still doesn't sound that fun. <laughs> You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We're currently talking about uh, some, uh, some movies around video games. And speaking of movies and video games, a new trailer came out for a Ryan Reynolds movie called... Called Free Guy. Hey, bud, you ever think that there's got to be more? More than what? The stuff we do day after day. Being shot at? Run over? Taken hostage? Everybody's down on the ground! Today's going to be different. Uh, th- so the trailer for this film uh, looks hilarious, uh, and it stars Ryan Reynolds as basically an NPC in a video game that has realized that he's an NPC. By the way, NPC stands for non-player character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyone that you would talk to as the player character that's mm-hmm. not another player. It's the, yeah, it's he's the, a bank teller. Yes. Yeah, it's the litany of characters that get beat up, blown up, shot, and thrown across the map when you play GTA. Right. So the premise here is, what if one of those realized that they were in a video yeah, game? Yeah, So in the trailer, he actually fights back against a player, yes. takes his glasses, and when he puts the glasses on, he has like the HUD yep. and all of the information that would be available to a player. And see, that sounds fun! <laughs> I want to go see that! It actually does sound fun. Now, there are a lot of people out there that are a little bit more than uh, a, a little bit concerned about this film. Uh, I, I know that when I first heard the concept Concept, I was initially a little bit concerned that it was going to be another, you know, pixels. pixels. Yeah, hundred exactly. percent. And honestly, the only thing that sold me on it originally was that Ryan Reynolds was going to be behind it because I think you put him on screen and everyone just immediately falls in love. That's true. Because if you were to take him out and let's say put Adam Sandler back into this particular movie, <laughs> probably I think not. We'd as good. all be looking at it and going, "Nope, not again." You know, I mean, again. I just tend to avoid Adam Sandler movies like the plague. So that's just me. You know, but you, I think you're right. I think yeah. Ryan Reynolds has sort of the golden ticket, the golden smile. He's, He's got a the cash guy. <laughs> He's got the nerd cred. Uh, well, and, and and I think you're right. Uh, the casting of Ryan Reynolds does a lot for this movie. But I think just even the premise uh, and and the way that they kind of treat video games, you know, like you had said, when he puts on the glasses, suddenly he can see all of the different things that we as players see. There's one point where you just see a bunch of people dancing in the middle of the destruction which is ripped right out of Fortnite. Exactly. And uh, I I actually found myself on the other side of this trailer actually getting a little bit excited for this movie. So are you telling me this might be something you see in theaters and not Absolutely just waiting to see it not. on the plane? Oh, no. It's a plane movie if I ever heard right, one. Alright, so it's not that great of a movie. 
movie no. than if Nate's not going to wait, you know, wait and see it on a plane. No, of course not. I'm not going to go see it in a movie theater, but it's because I don't have $50 to just go blow <laughs> at a movie theater. Did you also notice in this trailer that everyone's favorite adoptive dad from Stranger Things is in this movie? Yes. What? Steve the Steve, Hare Harrington Steve is Harrington. in this movie in some capacity. And that, uh, I'll be honest. <laughs> I that, gotta go see this. That also makes me excited. But there's also been a couple of other, you know, pieces of media that have come out since something like Pixels that I think will set the humor tone a lot more. And of course, I'm talking about, you know, the Hulu project, uh... Uh, Future Man, Detective Pikachu, Mm -hmm. Detective Pikachu. There's a lot out there that has used video games kind of as a wraparound. And I think that that's what they're going to do here. And I'm actually really excited for it. I think that this is going to be a really fun video game movie, which, by the way, comes out July 3rd. I know July 4th weekend is not usually when blockbusters come out, but I have high hopes for this film anyway. Listen, we want to hear from you. What did you think of the Free Guy trailer? Connect with us on social media. That's Checkpoint. XP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And when you do, make sure you use the hashtag XP on air. Coming up in the next hour of Checkpoint XP, there are some new games headed to the Switch. Well, they're new old games. We're going to tell you all about it. Plus, we're going to talk about some of the best ripoffs in gaming history. And Tetris was featured on ESPN2. That's the reaction I expected. (laughs) Stick around. That's ahead in the next hour of Checkpoint XP. But ahead next, we'll check in with Robbie over at the Checkpoint News Desk. Rocket League's finally removing loot boxes from their game. We'll tell you about it. Gaming news is next here on Checkpoint XP. This is Checkpoint XP. Check out the latest esports and gaming news and opinions at CheckpointXP.com. Ready. That. Go! Welcome into Checkpoint XP Esports and Gaming Radio. A complete look at all things esports and gaming. A production of Beasley Esports XP. Hey, welcome back to another hour of Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Coming up this hour on Checkpoint XP, there's some new old games coming to the Switch. We're going to tell you all about it. Plus, we've got to check in on Failed It this hour. And we're going to talk about some of the best gaming ripoffs of all time. Those conversations coming up to you here on Checkpoint XP. But first... Gaming news update. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program to bring you important news. United States Congress... Congressman, mushmouth today, guys, by the name of Duncan Hunter, recently pled guilty to spending campaign funds on all sorts of weird things, including Steam games and plane tickets for his family pet oh rabbit. <laughs> oh my god! The amount of funds that were illegally converted was a quarter million. But don't oh worry, god. he does plan on resigning, stating shortly after the holidays after will, we took that trip, I will resign <laughs> from Congress. He said in a statement, "It has been an honor to serve the people of California's 50th." District, and I greatly appreciate the trust they have put in me over these last Shut 11 years. Up. <laughs> Shut up, okay? Because you wanted to sit around and, you know, buy boyfriend dungeon for you and the rest of your family. <laughs> like, that's so stupid, man. Like, the rest of his family stupid. of rabbits that he has to fly cross country, apparently. so dumb. I don't understand it, but. 
I don't know. Delivering on a promise they made earlier this year, Psyonix has removed all loot boxes from Rocket League. Now, instead of buying a pack of random rewards in the game, you can purchase blueprints that reward you with exactly what you want. I've actually heard some backlash to this because people are saying the blueprints are quote-unquote too expensive. But here's the thing, right? I would much rather pay an extra buck or two to get exactly what I want as opposed to a random chance. Yeah, there's not going to be never like never getting it. Yeah, so. there's not going to be a one to one ratio of one loot box equals exactly what you want. They still yeah. got to make that money. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not particularly mad about it. Dice developers of Star Wars Battlefront Two have announced a new hero to join their lineup of characters, such as Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, and Han Solo. I want you guys to guess who it is, and I'll give you a clue. This character made their appearance in The Force Awakens. Kylo Ren. He's already in it. Oh, oh um, he's going to be the odd job of Battlefront Two. It's BB-8. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> the smallest. No wonder why yes. I stopped playing this crap. The smallest possible hitbox ever. Yeah, that is so dumb. Can you play as R two? Uh, no. Then shut. Yeah. Go away. Yep. He's going to serve as like a support character role, but I couldn't not include this in the news. That's stupid. Guide. Ugh. A bit of trouble may be brewing in the world of online trading card games. CD Projekt Red, the developers behind The Witcher, announced they're shutting down their Witcher-inspired card game Gwent on consoles. Good. And Bethesda also announced that Elder Scrolls Legends, their card game based on the Elder Scrolls series, is no longer going to get updates, but the game will remain live. This this makes all the sense in the world. Uh, Does it? Yes. You've got... I mean, first of all... I mean, Magic Arena is smacking everybody in the face. Exactly. Magic Arena came out and really even overtook Hearthstone to the surprise of many, right? And I think after that, it was like after the success of Hearthstone, the developers tried to jump on this bandwagon, and I think that that's exactly what happened. There was too much bandwagoning. There were too many card game products out there, and it was sort of like the boom, the card, the tra- sure. collectible card game boom mm-hmm. in the 90s. I, listen, I got set uh, stuck with a set of uh, Star Wars trading card game Cards. I have that some I Dragon could, Ball trading yeah, card games just, that I could do nothing with because nobody else I'll, ever played it. I'll just say this though: you gotta wait till next year because once Legends of Runeterra comes out from Riot Games, that's gonna make big waves too. I we'll mean, see. It's just I surprising it to see the big names suffer when the indie games like Slay the Spire are still doing great. That's true. Fair point. Riot Games shocked the world a few months ago when they announced they'd be making a slew of new games, including a fighting game, a card game, a role playing game, and many others. <laughs> it turns out that's that's only the beginning of their plans for the world of Runeterra. They've created a new label called Riot Forge, which will work with third-party developers to create new games using the League of Legends intellectual properties. I think this is absolutely intelligent. This is the best way for them to do this. You know, one development team or one development house is only going to have enough bandwidth for, you know, enough games. The thing is, is that League of Legends already requires so much development work constantly because it's spaghetti-coded together from, like, a decade-old game. So, I mean, I think this is smart, and I think it'll get some fresh blood and fresh feel to the company. Square Enix is looking to expand out of video games as they announce a new division for live interactive works, and their first project is a ninja theme park called Ninja Tower Tokyo. All we know for sure is that they're looking to deliver a ninja <laughs> entertainment experience. This is so dumb. Hey, it's I- not, you know what? It's not... 
Plinko machines or whatever. Are you, Pachinko, Pachinko machines? machines. Yes. No, okay, so here's the thing. So if you're telling me that this is basically Discovery Zone for adults, <laughs> I'm kind of in. Here's the thing. No, I, what I want this to be is I want it to be a full ninja training course so I can watch Derek McWeeb over here try and fail miserably to like do the rope climb or try to scale a, a, a flat do surface. Run across water thing. Yeah, anything. 2K Games has announced the creation of Cloud Chamber, a new studio that will hem that will helm the next entry into the Bioshock franchise. Yes! It doesn't have Kevin Levine attached to it, but no! there's a handful of alumni from other Bioshock games on the new team. And just to be clear, this game is still a few years out. I just don't know how I feel about it not having Ken Levine attached to it. That's I mean, really my only reservation. I mean, at here. worst, it's what, Bioshock 2, which was still a good game. It was passable. Passable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all for the Checkpoint XP gaming update. For more, head on over to our website, checkpointxp.com. Thanks, Robbie, for the update. Uh, also, over at our website, checkpointxp.com, you can check out our conversation with Tom Ryan, a.k.a. Ogre 2, the general manager of the Florida Mutineers uh, that are competing in the Call of Duty League. Let's take a listen to that interview. So what is the philosophy of the Mutineers? Do you guys have a team philosophy? Uh, yeah, we do. So they, we actually came up with a, a Mutineers code. Uh, it's kind of like a pirate code, but for the Mutineers. <laughs> and, Love it. Uh, we had, we had a couple pretty generic ones that we put in there, but we had, we had the guys put some input in here, and they threw in a couple couple pretty funny ones, too. But so the code reads, we are loyal to our crew, all for one and one for all. We are relentless in the pursuit of victory. Mediocrity is a term best served for our competitors, and uh, throw shoulders or get thrown overboard. <laughs> I'm not I'm not too hip on the term throw shoulders, but apparently that's a thing uh, in the Call of Duty scene. You can hear the full interview over at our website, CheckpointXP.com. Just in time for the holidays, Sony has hit us with one final state of play for 2019. It's like a mini press conference of some games that are coming up. Like the previous few state of plays, there wasn't anything too groundbreaking in here, but it did end on a nice surprise. Yeah, I think the biggest thing here is they gave us uh, more information about what Project Resistance is, and it turns out... The Resident Evil 3 remake is on its way. I'm so excited. Uh, Listen, Resident Evil, I don't even like horror games, but Resident Evil is one of my favorite game franchises ever. Y'all know I'm a Capcom stan. Y'all know I love this company. Y'all know I love this series. I'm in. I'm going to stream it. I'm going to scream. I'm going to die. It's going to be great. So I know that Resident Evil 2 is like one of your all-time favorites. How do you feel about Resident Evil 3? Resident Evil 3 was one, I don't want to say it was one of my least favorites because that goes to code veronica but (laughs) i think you know it's a great game it was a game that i think borrowed a little bit too much from two that's how it came out so quickly because they reused a lot of assets but i think this game is going to be great because it's built in that new engine yes to see nemesis in that new engine oh my god animal just be weird for a minute jill valentine looks dumb hot Okay. All uh, right. And uh, also, <laughs> thanks for uh, that. Speaking of uh, coming out really quickly, April third next year. Why in April? 
April! <laughs> oh, man, you're still going to be playing Cyberpunk, aren't oh you? <laughs> I have no time. I'll have no money. There were some other uh, pretty cool announcements in here, including a trailer for a new game called Babylon's Fall that's being co-developed uh, by Square Enix and Platinum Games. Oh, those are some Those are some good names right there. There are some great names, and I got to say, visually, this trailer looks stunning. I, I was conflicted because, like, I see some Bayonetta and, like, some Devil May Cry sort of inspirations, but then I also think, like, the combat's very FF15 slash near automata. Here's the thing. uh, Okay, all right. I will give you... I, I, I understand your concern. Platinum Games also made Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. And Bayonetta. Which was one of the best... Samurai slashers I've ever played, oh, ever, bruh. hands down. I am willing to trust Platinum with action mechanics. There you go. Not right. Square, Took the words out of my mouth. Not I don't trust Enix. Platinum. No. Gameplay, I trust Platinum. Absolutely, hands down. Yeah, we also have a, a release date for Predator Hunting Grounds is also coming out near the end of April. Yes! Now, Nate, I know you were really hype about this when I'm this was first I'm super hype about this. Here's the thing. We always get alien games. Yeah. Alien Isolation. Uh, there's been, uh, there was that really bad one, Colonial Marines. Yeah. And then a bevy of ones that had come before that. Rarely do you ever get Predator involved unless it's attached to the Alien franchise. Yeah. I'm so excited for just a Predator game, and I really like. I want to see how the Predator it does, controls. and it looks like a Dead by Daylight style game where it's going to be like one Predator versus a bunch of Marines. So it looks interesting. I, I can't wait to see it in action. Finally, the last one that really disappoints me is it's another VR game, Paper Beasts, and this just shows the problem with VR games right now. It's being built as a VR Odyssey experience or whatever, and you basically just go around this this world and interact. Looking with- at big old paper giraffes, it looks lame. <sighs> right, like let's get some real development into virtual reality. Flat out. Listen, it doesn't I'm look with great. you. I'm with you there. VR needs some serious help. But listen, we want to hear from you. What was your favorite announcement from Sony's State of Play? Connect with us on social media. That's Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter, and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And when you do, make sure you use the hashtag XP on air. Still ahead on Checkpoint. XP Tetris was recently featured on ESPN2 and we're going to talk about it. Plus, <laughs> we're going to check in with our social media followers and find out what's on your holiday wish list. But ahead next, there are some new old games headed to the Switch. Plus, we're going to check out Failed It and talk about the best worst gaming ripoffs ever. Stick around. That's ahead next on Checkpoint XP. This is Checkpoint XP. Sports and Gaming Radio. CheckpointXP.com This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and Gaming Radio. CheckpointXP.com Some new old games are headed to the Switch. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Want to thank everyone listening on 98.5, the Sports Hub of Boston, as well as the Team 980 in Washington, D.C. Check out our website over at CheckpointXP.com. And while you're there, make sure you sign up for the Checkpoint XP Nation newsletter. Get behind-the-scenes insight, photos, and access to contests and unique content. All it takes is an email address and a zip code. So sign up today at CheckpointXP. Dot 
some new games coming to the Switch, but they're old games. They're games maybe you've played before. Uh, one of the biggest features, one of the most awesome features that came with the Switch were their kind of like pseudo emulators for some of their older games. The Nintendo and now Super Nintendo uh, are both uh, out and available on the Switch and are getting additions to their digital library. Yeah, each month they've been adding you know more and more games here and there. Well, and, that's uh, to the to the NES specifically. Right. That's the one that gets new titles month over mm-hmm. month. The Super Nintendo, when they brought that out, when Nintendo brought that out, they were very specific to say that it would not be receiving monthly titles, but that they would add titles as, as they, they saw fit. And uh, they saw fit to add uh, four of them this December. Uh, right. Star Fox 2. Pretty good. One of them. Yeah. That's not, That's not bad. Yeah. I'm a, did that see a Western release? It, I, I don't think it did. Yeah. Uh, that was one that came out. It was the first time it came out in the West was with the Super Nintendo Mini. Yep. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Super Punch-Out!! Classic. Yeah. Classic. I, I don't know that I'll ever play it. You buggins. I don't know Punch that Out I, is one of my favorite games well, of you're, all time. You're the time. fighting game guy. Of, of course, course it's not a fighting game. Mm. Super punch out. Not Sounds like a, a fighting, fighting game to me. Game. <laughs> also, it's not a fighting uh, game. I think it's the, the first fighting game. You know, it is you not. might be right. May, maybe not super punch out, but punch out. It's For not sure. even two sure. players. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, we also have Breath of Fire 2 yes! coming out. Ooh. Amazing. Now this one I'm actually really, really excited for. The reason I'm excited for this is because Breath of Fire 1 came out with the original uh, release of games for the Super Nintendo on the Switch, and I... I, I don't remember playing it as a kid, but I tried playing it now as an adult, and I actually really liked it. Oh, all right, and uh, the fourth one, which we don't talk about too much, is uh, Kirby Superstar. Yeah. So what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Woo! Yes! All right, Norris, calm down. It is the best Kirby game ever made. Contain yourself. It's the best. <laughs> I realize that. Okay, all right, listen, Santana and Ortiz. <laughs> Uh, just screaming the best over and over again. Uh, it, it, it is a great game. No one is debating that. It's amazing. It's a great game. Top five platformer. I think of all time. Yes. Whoa. Goat mm. level platformer. Mm. Goat level. I think I'm least excited about this than all of the other because games. Because you, sir, are lame. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so we got some uh, additions coming to the to Nintendo NES side as well. of things. Yes. Yes. Yep, we have uh, Crystalis and uh, Journey to Silas. Am I saying that right? This is actually one I've never heard of. I don't know. I ain't playing them because I'm going to be playing Kirby. <laughs> I have no idea. I've never played either of these games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's actually one of the more exciting things about the uh, Nintendo the virtual library. Never right. heard of. Well, yeah. and, and Nintendo is kind of going out of their way to find some of these hidden gems like your Star Fox 2s mm-hmm. and be able to make them uh, you know, available digitally now. And I think that that's brilliant. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that this is a great addition to the platform and uh, can't wait to see what else they're going to end up putting on the platform. You know this is. From the high highs to the low lows. Turn it up. On Checkpoint XP Radio. All right. This week's Failed It takes us to a recent episode of Pawn Stars. A man came in with a, get this, mint condition, sticker sealed, market test copy of, anyone want to guess? 
Anyone? Super Mario Brothers, the OG video game. That's got to be worth some. Rick Harrison, the host of the show, called in one of his friends who, as usual, told him that as rare as it is, in the most expensive copy he'd ever seen sell was for $100,000. Realistically, what do you want for it? I'm I'm asking a million dollars. There's a big business in these right here, and I just uh, been looking into maybe getting into it a little bit, but... I'm not going to get into it with this kind of figures to start with. A million dollars? Of course not. He was I, he was trying to play the hardest of ball because he came in. <laughs> he came in and before he called his friend, he had told him he wanted a million for it. And even after the guy came in and was like a hundred thousand is what it usually sell for. I've seen I've seen offers of three hundred thousand turned down. Uh huh. He still won a million dollars for it. The, split the Shut difference. Up. Try to get the quarter of a mil. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. come on. I mean, at least there is just no art of negotiation here. Listen, do you know someone who nailed it? Well, what about failed it? Make your submission over at our website, CheckpointXP.com. This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. All right, shifting gears, we got to talk about this recent uh, Sony commercial that has now been pulled because the animator ripped off a whole bunch of previously existing animations. Yeah, and so it's been causing a lot of stink on social media, especially within artists and animator circles. So uh, PlayStation released a music video featuring a, you know, their lineup for the holidays as well as into 2020 a little bit, showing off the new games, some gameplay. I had yeah. music accompaniment. It was a pretty cool... Uh, a pretty cool commercial. And interwoven in between all of those uh, clips of gameplay was just gorgeous animation. Yes. That was sort of like a pseudo anime slash Steven Universe kind of looking stuff. Yep. And it was really, really bright and colorful. It was done by a artist by the name of Kevin Bow. However, come to find out that apparently a lot of that animation was lifted from other artists. Now, we're talking, because you can go out there and on the internet, even though the ad has been pulled down, you can see side-by-side comparisons. In fact, if you head on over to our website, CheckpointXP.com, we've got a link that you can check out. You can see side-by-side comparisons of some of the original works that are claiming, well, they're not even claiming, the internet at large is claiming that they've been ripped off, and the Sony commercial. And it's pretty damning. when you like spot-on side Look, yes, yeah. when you take a look at it, I've seen a lot of people come to the opinion that it looks traced, like it mm-hmm. is a dead one for one, uh, almost copy of of what existed in those animations. And I, listen, I've got to say, I think that this is this is a pretty big deal. This is pretty damning. Uh, when you look at the videos, it does look like a direct ripoff. I, I definitely will say that. And the thing is, is I don't know. None of us really know how this was presented to. Sony, right? If this was presented to Sony in the context of this is an homage to these artists. Right. I want to pay an homage to Steven Universe. I think that's very different. I think think that's that's laudable. I think that's okay. Not only okay, I love when people do stuff like that. Like you see all sorts of fan art and people recreating scenes from movies like in their backyards and stuff. Absolutely. This has been, actually this has been uh, a really big uh, phenomenon in the video game world where you'll have people do one-for-one recreations of cutscenes that existed in video games that were made maybe 20 years ago and do them in the Unreal Engine as if they were being produced 
today. Yeah, and and I think that's that's pretty awesome. But when you do look at it, and the thing that did it for me was the fact that it seems that some of this stuff was lifted from students, and that was the part that really kind of made me think twice about this. I just would like to step in and, and express why is one of the largest games in the entire world right now, Fortnite, a direct ripoff, might I add, of PUBG, <laughs> okay with everybody else, and they're okay with entire properties that are essentially lifted, uh, but this is getting so much outrage. I mean, listen, I think that's a really strong point, because there's a lot of games that are ripoffs, and, and you know, plagiarism is one thing, a ripoff is another thing, but I, I kind of see what you're talking about there, Weird Beard, is the fact that there are certain ripoffs that we're okay with in the gaming industry just in general. Think about like Saints Row. That sold a million copies. Yeah, which is basically just a ripoff yeah. of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Think about taken, fi- taken to its most illogical and ridiculous yeah. extremes. Well, sure. think about Final Fight. That's just a ripoff of Double Dragon. Crash Team Racing. It's just a ripoff of Mario and Kart. And people, people well, actually like Crash Team Racing as well. Or Diddy Diddy Kong even, Racing. I, that's an even better example because Diddy Kong Racing is lauded as a classic video game, which you're right, was just a ripoff of Mario here's Kart. Here's another one. You got Uncharted, which is a ripoff of OG Tomb Raider, which the <laughs> new Tomb Raider is now just a ripoff of the ripoff, which was Uncharted. So we've got like an Inception three levels deep of ripping off that we've gotten here. And we're everybody's okay about it. Robbie plays all of those games. How do you feel about loving a ripoff? I love the Tomb Raiders. I hate the Uncharted's. Tomb Raider did it first first, so that's how I justify uh, okay. it. But here's the thing. Isn't it sort of like taking you know the Tomb Raider animations and applying them into Uncharted where they would not apply? Isn't it a, more of a direct taking and putting here in, in the example of the Sony commercial than necessarily taking inspiration or from, themes. which is what I think you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, maybe it is. And I think the bigger thing is, yes, that the fact it was a frame by frame, in some cases, recreation of these artists' work, I think that puts it in a much more different, heinous realm of uh, a stealing. Although, and I think the biggest difference, though, is this is a, a, a faceless corporation that's doing it without giving any proper credit to the original artists. And I think that's where people take real issue with it. Well, then it's not a plagiarism issue. That then becomes a licensing issue Mm -hmm. and I'm with you if those artists did not get paid or mentioned or any they didn't get any kind of benefit out of you know having their lawyer up exactly I totally agree with that well listen we want to hear from you where do you end up falling on this issue did you see the Sony commercial if not you can see it over at our website checkpointxp.com do you think that this is plagiarism connect with us on social media that's checkpointxp on Facebook and Twitter and checkpoint under XP on Instagram, and when you do, make sure you use the hashtag XP on air. This is Checkpoint XP. Check out the latest esports and gaming news and opinions at checkpointxp.com. This is Checkpoint XP, esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. If you were scanning the channels over the weekend, maybe you landed on ESPN2. And if you did, there's a good chance that you saw Tetris. 
I don't know why. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I want to thank everyone listening on CBS Sports Radio 1300 in Baltimore, as well as WCBT 1230 in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. For all the latest in college esports, make sure you check out Checkpoint XP on campus. Our own Norris Howard hosts alongside Jacob Brothers and Daniel Abuya from the University of Las Vegas. They bring you all the biggest stories in collegiate esports from a perspective of the students who live and breathe it. Check it out over at our website, CheckpointXP.com, or look for Checkpoint XP on campus, wherever you get your podcasts. So I understand that Tetris was on ESPN2 over the weekend, and I'm confused why. Weird Beard, actually, you had seen the most of this. Can you explain? This is just Tetris? Uh, it's it's not just Tetris. It's classic Tetris. Which on, means on an oh, NES hold controller. Hold on, 1980-something Tetris? We're, we're not even talking about Tetris 99, the new and I use air quotes here, Battle Royale Tetris that so we came talking, out on the Switch. We're talking about the Wonder Woman 84 Tetris. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Correct. As you can see in the scoring where it gets into like the millions and millions of points and whatnot. And uh, it, it wasn't bad. This actually, uh, they hosted it out in Portland, which is uh, where I yeah. previously have surprise, lived. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. We are ma- Portland. Uh, okay. How many men with twirly mustaches were in this competition? Uh, a handful. Really? <laughs> not, not all of was them. In it, was any Anyone uh, doing fire breathing or any of that other hipster nonsense that they do out in Portland? Uh, they bought an all hemp controller to be able to play with. <laughs> and um, why? Why? I, I, I laugh, but I'm not sure if you're joking. I am joking. It was it was fun though. Like it was interesting to see because generally when you say classic Tetris, you usually go, okay, so it's a bunch of grandpas. Uh, there, no. was, there was quite a few younger players and there. Y- you know how this actually got on my radar was last year the uh, seven-time world champion was actually dethroned by uh, was he? A, was he? A, I think he was sixteen-year-old, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Joseph Saley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I remember reading an article where he talked about the maneuver that he had to do to be able to play at the level that he did because because they use the classic NES controllers, right? And he had to, I forget what he called it. Oh, but the it, double tap. But it was more than a double tap. They're able to register something like eight actions on the controller per second. On a Nintendo How's that possible with an analog? That's bananas. That, that's just <laughs> how crazy this is. So, okay, set the scene for me here. Are, do they have two competitors going head-to-head? What are they showing on the screen? Yes, it's two competitors head-to-head. Um, and I will preface this and, and kind of spoil the entire ending. Uh, the guy who won it last year that Robbie was just talking about won it again this year. Oh, good, good. for him. Um, so he's starting a, a streak. Young but blood. Really, it's a, it's a, he's, he's now the reigning Tetris champion twice over. That's Correct. right. The youth movement is here in <laughs> Tetris. Um, a lot of these games, they're not lasting longer than like, they're, I mean, 10 to 15 minutes. Sure. Uh, so that's that, that's a lot of Tetris, man. It's a lot of Tetris. So what they'll do is uh, it's it's a lot like the Golf Channel, right? Like there's going to be multiple matches happening at once. You're going to see the most of the most important ones. I okay. hope the announcers um, do it like it's golf as yeah. well. Oh, the, he's, got, he's, got the a, uh, he's got the red brick coming through yes, here he's now. Got the, he's, he's got, got the he's square about, brick. Oh, yes. He got the Tetris. Congratulations. Here it comes. The, uh, the, uh, a difficult uh, uh, L shape. He's got a very difficult L shape. Now, now he's got a line, and oh, that's the perfect placement for the line right there in the corner. He's done it, and he's won. <laughs> <laughs> is, that how they, is that how they do it? Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> oh my god! 
Wow. Nailed it. Can't believe that we nailed that on the first guess. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm caught up on, right? It's ESPN2. Yes. I feel like if you're going to show video games on ESPN2, there are better video games to show than Tetris. Well, maybe, because you got to think. When I was scrolling through social media, I caught the very tail end of this. Uh, It had been broadcast out on Twitch previously. This was a re-air. But... I, I saw the reaction on social media, and it was not as vitriolic as it has been for, for Overwatch, Overwatch or, even, or even Street Fighter mm-hmm. when so, I saw it. On so there. wait, are you saying that if you give boomers a game that they recognize, <laughs> yes, that they're not going to be as upset when it's on yes. their television? If we play Street Fighter 2 Turbo instead of playing Street Fighter 5... They might go along they with it. They just need to understand it, apparently. <laughs> I will also tell you, Tetris 99, I think, has really rehabbed the image of Tetris as yeah. far as like popular culture. It's a huge game. Not many people will consider it for Game of the Year, but I promise you, there are more younger Tetris fans today than there were five or six years I'll ago. I'll grant you that. Then why not play Tetris 99? At least it doesn't look like because a pile of blocky ass. don't know what it is. <laughs> I think they could figure it out. My mom's played enough on her She's iPad. She's going to say, where's the other 97 Tetrises? She's... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. You got me there. Uh, You're listening to Checkpoint XP Esports and Gaming Radio, but this is not the weirdest thing that's ever Mm. appeared on ESPN2. Not even the slightest. You realize that they have had professional cup stacking on ESPN before. See, this is okay. This is why. (laughs) This this is stacking cups as fast as you can. I know what cup stacking is, Robbie. Listen, I don't like to agree with Slasher very often. The, the esports commentator slasher. I will say this. I love when he does boomers reacting to video <laughs> games on social media. Because let me it say is this. fantastic. Let yes. me say this. If you're angry about video games, but said nothing about cup stacking, <laughs> shut up. Well, I I, listen, I remember being 16 and tuning into the Highland games for the first time. Oh my god, that crap! It, yeah, where you're just like, hey, here, let's take a tree, let's saw all of the branches off of it and see how far you can throw it. Let- and then after we're done, we're going to take that tree and we're going to use it as a telephone pole. That's what happened. People throwing telephone poles. Listen, I know people who have been up in arms about stuff, even like, you know, cheerleading on ESPN, which, by the way, has the most injuries of any sport in the world. I believe it. professional cheerleading. I believe it. The thing is, is that you can't get mad at cheerleading if you're not going to say anything about two guys standing on a log, <laughs> spinning it with their feet, okay? Isn't, isn't that just the most extreme elimination? Yes, it's <laughs> MXC. It's and, MXC, but they actually know what it is. Or, or Wipeout, right? Like yeah. over here in the U.S., that's Wipeout, which is basically just the greatest television program ever made. You know, they've also had spelling bees on ESPN. Did not a really? sport. That's yeah, not a sport. I will but say, it's on ESPN. It, it becomes a sport when you give away a prize in the thousands of dollars. The grand prize winner, three thousand dollars. Literally prize, dozens of dollars, <laughs> fifteen hundred, <laughs> and uh, about seven fifty for third. There are, there, bro, they put cornhole no, on ESPN. Whatever. There are fighting game tournaments with prize pools bigger than that. Okay. Can, <laughs> can you put cornhole on on they probably national call television? It something different. I would hope they would because that gets a little bit confusing. Anyway, listen, we want to hear from you. What are some of the weirdest things you've ever seen on ESPN2?
Seriously, there's been some really, really weird stuff. I mean, bowling's not that weird, but it's definitely been on ESPN two more times than I can count. And, by the way, if you were scrolling past and saw Tetris on ESPN two, would you stop? Would you watch? Connect with us on social media. That's Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter, and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And when you do, this is something new that we're doing. We want you to use the hashtag XP on air so that we know that you're coming in from listening to us on the radio coming up next on checkpoint xp we're gonna break down our social media question this week we asked our social media followers what's on your holiday wish list you're gonna find out what's on our holiday wish list and we're gonna find out what's on yours stick around that's ahead next on checkpoint xp this is Joe with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date Calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. The major esports leagues are currently on break, but they'll be back in early 2020. Call of Duty League is set to debut on January 24th, while the Overwatch League returns on February the 8th. December will play host to the Capcom Cup, bringing the world's best Street Fighter players together. That event will run from December 13th through the 15th in Los Angeles. December 13th through the 15th will also play host to the DreamHack Open in Sevilla, welcoming CSGO players from around the world. Wrapping up the esports year will be Epicenter 2019 in Moscow. That'll be running from December 17th through the 22nd. As we get into the new year, Dota 2 will welcome us back off the holiday break with DreamHack League Season 13 running from January 18th through the 26th. And Battle Royales are actually on an extended holiday break. They'll be returning to action with DreamHack Anaheim that starts in mid-February. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website. That's over at CheckpointXP.com. This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. It's Checkpoint XP's social media question. Welcome back. I want to thank everyone listening on ESPN Radio, 1300 AM in New Haven, Connecticut, as well as the Fan Sports Radio, 910 AM in Richmond, Virginia. Make sure you visit our website, CheckpointXP.com. Whether it's our podcast, our thoughts on the latest stories in gaming and esports, or some Checkpoint XP merch, it all lives over at our website, CheckpointXP.com. You can also follow us on social media. That's Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter, and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram, so that you can respond to our weekly social media question. This week, in order to get you thinking about, you know, what might be on your Christmas list, we ask you literally what's on your holiday <laughs> Christmas Pretty list. Pretty much, yeah. And, and listen, this exercise will help you to tell your friends and family what to get you for Christmas. Because if you're like me, I have no idea what I'm going to get someone for Christmas Gift cards. unless they send me an email or a text and says, I want this with a link to it, and then there is no confusion. You're still not getting that, though. I mean, getting what? Nate's not putting thought into it, so I 100% no. believe if someone emails him saying, get me this, that's what he'll get him. Yeah. All right, that's fine. That, it's Nate we're talking about, Yeah, man. you're right. Yeah. That's the, There's no extra thought going into yeah. that. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I thought this was really cool. I kind of bought off myself all the stuff I really want Well, it's a good Christmas. thing that Louis Vuitton stuff just came out, right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. So on my Christmas list is at the bare minimum, 
the shoes. Oh, jeez. At the bare minimum. How? At the bare minimum. But if somebody really wants to go out on a limb for me, the sweatsuit. Oh, wow. I like the sweatsuit. But being a little bit more realistic, I would love to replace my gaming mouse. Uh, That's not bad. A Logitech G602. I would like to upgrade to the 604. That's actually actually a very affordable mouse. Logitech makes very affordable uh, gaming accessories. Yeah, so so I would love to get a 604 because that looks really cool. And it's not as bulky. The 602 is huge. You know, growing up, I, I got conditioned uh, uh, weirdly with gaming stuff because obviously it's a, it's a it's an expensive hobby, right? So my mom would always be like, "Look, you want gaming stuff? You're not getting a lot of presents because they're so expensive compared to what I'm getting your sister." Cool. So I'd have to choose between that or you know just getting a bunch of you know cheaper stuff. And my grandma would just she'd be like, "No, no gaming stuff. Don't put any really? video games on there." What? I, just yeah. flat just out, flat out. I'm not buying you. We games. are not going to grandma's house <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> so um, you know when it comes to games, I usually buy them myself so uh most of the gaming stuff on my list is is just like uh collectible type stuff you know i like uh, uh trying to collect all the overwatch nendoroids mm-hmm. you know or like the figma figures which are a lot more expensive but uh when it comes to games like i need them when they come out so yeah. i just tend to buy them myself same and, and i mean we can chalk that up to the job right like that is you know well. that's a big yeah. part of it mm-hmm. so yeah a lot of my gaming needs are met um, you know, I, my, it's the peripherals, though. I, I, I don't. I, I love my peripherals. I, I, my keyboard, my mouse. It's all good. All of my equipment still works and everything. Um, I guess I wouldn't mind a new gaming chair. You know, oh, you need I a think new we chair. Could all bad. use a gaming chair to be yeah. Honest. We could all use a chair. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Rick's making a face. <laughs> <laughs> His face was just like, guys, shut do you, up. Do you need a gaming chair, Rick? I just that's so far down my list, I guess. Really? Really? Yeah, maybe I'm just like uh, part of the 2% that doesn't care about what I'm playing in, but I would much rather blow all kinds of cash when some gaming shares are coming out at like three, $400. That's true. That's, why you, that's why you get other people to buy it for yeah. you. Yeah. That's oh, true. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I again, a lot of my gaming needs are met. So let's check out some of the responses that were coming in over social media. Well, Aaron over on Facebook agrees with us. He says, the best part of being a 40-year-old man with a career is I just buy the games I want when I want. It's the best part of getting old. Stop noping the question, Aaron. <laughs> uh, Andrew on Facebook would like a release date and a price for the PS5. Wait till June. All? Wouldn't yeah. we all? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's honestly, it'll happen. Maybe not at E3, but around E3. I mean, that's usually when those announcements happen. So I I wouldn't hold your breath. Enyo over on Twitter says, see if I can talk the wife into buying a Switch. I think that's that's very low-hanging fruit. It is. I think the Switch... It's it's now two years since the Switch has come out. They've come down in price significantly. Well, here's the danger of that. You need to talk her into buying two Switches. Because once you buy that and she realizes how great it is... It's her Switch. It's it's her Switch. It's her Switch. And she bought it. Straight up, though. Because, like, you know, I, I think every household at this point in time, it, like, has a Switch. Uh, Reverse Gremlin over on Twitter says, I'm thinking about Ring Fit Adventure. I really loved Wii Fit and need to get some more exercise. That's good, man. See, I like people thinking about stuff like that. That's, and Nintendo really is the best in the business. too responsible. That, so. <laughs> that's boring. Oh, I want to be, I want to get a video game to get me fit. Just would, you ra- would, you, would you rather the husband buy a Peloton? Oh, boy. no. There we go. No. Yeah. Let's not go down that road. Trash Panda TV says it would have been Doom, but then it went and got delayed. Rip. Yeah, I'm 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 disappointed by the Doom delay, but you know what? As long as they end up making a better game, 
That's fine. Listen, Bethesda can't afford to be dragged through the swamp one more time. (laughs) They've gotten it so much between Fallout 76 and... Fallout 76. <laughs> Fallout 76. There's been other stuff, I want to say, but I can't People think just of keep anything. bringing up Fallout 76. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. The, the updates to Fallout 76, the subscription plan to Fallout 76. The people it's, who play Fallout It's 76. really just Fallout 76 at this point. Alex over on Facebook says, The Link's Awakening remake and a pre-order of Cyberpunk 2077 are most of my list. Can I just say, I was looking on my Switch all throughout Black Friday and Cyber you Monday. You missed the sale, didn't you? There, It wasn't on sale. It was on sale no, for one wasn't. day for $49, it which sure was, was not enough. That's not, that's that's not, not enough, that's not enough of a that's discount. That's not enough that for a 30-year-old game. Can I just say that how lame people me. are for putting pre-orders on their like, wish because, list? Because next year is going to be stupid. Yeah. We have Final Fantasy. You have no, Cyberpunk. I'm aware. You have now Resident Evil Look, 3 we've, remake. We've had crazy oh weeks like that. But how, how lame would it be that, hey, Norris, yeah, for your birthday or, or for Christmas, I got you a present that you'll get in four months. I mean, yes, that's lame. If it's I agree. Pa- if but it's if paid you- up front, if it's paid up front, that, as, as long as it's not the $5 down, and then I gotta, <laughs> I I gotta, gotta pay the rest, I, gotta I only buy my you ass the over pre-order. To, to GameStop and go, oh, I, I have 55 more dollars due on this. But if that that's comes, not exactly a present. If that comes with like a Starbucks gift card, I'm in. Like, that's what's up. See, exactly. If you, if you get a pre-order that is paid, and then something small that I can get yeah. for myself, I'm fine with that. All right, all right, sure. But Team Money doing the same thing. He says Persona 5 Roy, Royale pre-order, which my girlfriend also tried to talk. She's like, hey, if I pre-order for for Christmas for you the Final Fantasy 7 remake, will you pre-order uh, uh, Persona, Persona for me? And I'm like, those aren't Christmas presents. My birthday is on March. So no, you can buy me that for my birthday and you're on your own for Persona. <laughs> Man, she is really desperate for ideas if she's trying to to, to you know pre-order yeah, stuff. Exactly. yeah exactly thank you uh, Ryoku says for more 3DS games that get ported added to virtual console to the Switch so I don't need to look this. for a see, 3DS that's, a that is somebody who's answering the question correctly I agree with that I would love for more 3DS games to make their way yeah. to the Switch is Phoenix right on the Switch yet it is not see there we go yeah number one right I mean there. there's like what like five or six Zelda games yeah there's but a no lot. Phoenix right between 3DS and DS. There's a there's a, mm-hmm. a stack of Zelda yeah. games that should go over. Morgan Freeman says, "Old man here, Red Dead Two. It's the only game I don't have that I still think about. Hey, it is a game of games. Definitely get it and play it throughout the holiday break. Is for sure. Worth I it. have people still talking to me randomly about Red Dead Redemption Two to this day. Yeah, it happened earlier this week at a store that I was in. Someone noticed my my Fallout pin and was like, "Oh, hey, you're." A gamer, I'm like, yeah, and he goes, oh, I just got Red Dead Redemption Two, and I love it. See, it's so good man. out of nowhere. All right, we're gonna have to leave the discussion right there, but make sure you follow us over on social media so that you can make your voice heard on next week and every week's social media question. It's Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter, and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram, and make sure you use the hashtag XP on air. Thanks for joining us for Checkpoint XP. For more info on the show, links to articles and the Checkpoint XP podcast, then head on over to CheckpointXP.com. 
Of course, make note of when you're catching us on your local radio station like WXSM Tri-Cities Tennessee as well as ESPN Phoenix 620. And remember to come back next week for more video game news and discussion. Checkpoint XP is a production of Beasley Esports XP. I want to thank my crew, lead segment producing by Norris Howard, producing and booking help from Chad Callahan, Quantum Mechanics by Weirdbeard, and of course my co-host, Robbie Landis, and Norris Howard. My name's Abe Bender. Keep listening.